0: Weather may be cold, but it always warms the heart to talk a little baseball every now and then in the wintertime. And the Tigers were in the news, not the way the New York Mets are in the news every day, but in the news a little bit with a player trade, trading Gregory Soto, the closer, relief pitcher, and Cody Clemens for a couple of outfielders, utility players, catcher. And here to talk about that and more is Scott Harris, the GM of the tigers scott happy new year to you thanks for coming on with us
1: happy new year hey mitch how are you
0: glad to have you with us you know i i wonder before i ask you about the specifics of this trade only baseball really now because of the other sports with their tight salary caps is really in this bizarro world where one team like the new york mets can go out and sign justin verlander and brandon nimno and edwin diaz and spend about a half a billion dollars in in new contracts and another team might be under orders to say, well, you know, we have to cut the payroll from last year. How do you find existing in a world where people are not playing by the same rules?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, my perspective on it is it's still baseball. It, you, there are still many ways to build a team that can be successful. And, uh, the, the correlation between payroll and winning, isn't as strong as it feels. Um, the other, the other perspective I have on it is these types of signings generate a, a lot of uh, positive publicity for our, our game. People are talking about our game a lot when, uh, when these blockbuster deals are happening. And um, I feel like in general, if it's driving interest to our sport, it's, it's a good thing. Um, but I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, we with the Tigers feel like we're getting slighted at all. We um, we have, Plenty of opportunity to build good, a good team, and, and we plan to do
0: that. So it's better to build the excitement with somebody else's money. That's what you say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> I, that sounded like
0: you said it. And I'm all for that. By the way, let <laughs> let, the, let the Mets build all the excitement as yeah, long as. How many
2: as... teams can Correa go to? I mean, before he gets a <laughs> job. <it down>. Yeah, <laughs> Which pretty is, much covering okay. them
0: all. I, I didn't want to. I want to get to the dimensions of Tiger Stadium, but you brought it up, Kenny. So this is the other thing I have to, because you're in this business. Here's a, Carlos Correa has an opportunity. He's with the Twins, for people who don't follow baseball. He's with the Twins. He decides he wants to go, you know, greener pastures, bigger money, bigger... He starts with the Giants. He gets offered something like $350 million for 13 years. But then they take an MRI of his leg and they go, eh, eh, we're kind of concerned about that. So that deal falls apart. And then he tries to put something together with the Mets, I think it is, Mm -hmm. for $315 million over 12 years. And then they take a look at the MRI and go, "Eh, we don't know. And that one falls apart. And then he ends up back with the twins for $200 million, which in almost any other walk of life would be considered crazy money, (laughs) but it's actually considered a bargain basement now price for him because he's going down from 350 and they had the same MRI that everybody else did. And he passed a physical and now he's going to play back for the same team that he was from. If you were involved in that sweepstakes there. And I don't know. Maybe you were for some reason. What? Who, who's who's right in this? Who did the right thing? Did, did, was was caution with that whatever they saw on that scan uh, the way to go, or is it the fact that he's been able to play with that injury for years make more sense than worrying about a scan?
1: <laughs> I uh, I would love to comment on this. I I can't. I haven't seen the MRIs. I haven't seen the medical. I haven't talked to Carlos Correa. And, uh, I'm not really sure it's all that appropriate for me to comment on someone else's player. Um, but, uh, it's, it's been quite an off season. I I'll I say that. And, Are you at uh, least amused to talk by it? To talk about.
0: Are you at least amused by it?
1: Of course. Of course. Yeah. You have opinions on it. I just can't share them. Um, well, right. I'll leave it. I'll leave, I'll leave the listeners to, uh, to uh, hear your opinions and uh, i'm sure it'll be very
2: entertaining we'll, re- we'll read it in, in, into the inflection of your
1: voice uh.
0: all right let's talk about stuff you can talk about so the tigers are moving the moving the outfield in we joke that uh it, for every year that uh that uh, miguel cabrera has left on his contract it comes in 10 years 10 feet <laughs> so that he can continue to hit home runs but what was the what was the thinking on this
1: Yeah, you know, this is a conversation we've been having in this organization for a long time. Uh, Many of these conversations predate uh, me. Uh, You know, I think our our driving um, uh, interest in this move was to accomplish three things. We want to increase, you know, fan excitement. We heard that loud and clear from our our fans. We also wanted to uh, improve player safety. We felt like there were some steps we could take with the wall to – hopefully mitigate some injury risk. Um, and we wanted to positively impact uh, the offensive conditions in the park and, um, you know, make a positive impact on our hitters' psyches. And, and we feel like we did all those things today. So
0: you really only, you moved in the center field wall 10 feet. I know that you're a, you're a, a, a numbers guy. Has anyone ever done a study like for every 10 feet, you get 300 more home runs a year or something like that?
1: Uh, I can tell you that we built models and projected home run rates and run scoring moving forward with these dimensions, and we also we also conducted a, a backwards looking study that uh, evaluated all the batted balls that have been hit in Comerica Park in um, in recent years to determine what the impact would be. Um, those studies uh, suggest that the the impact on home run rates and run scoring will be modest. Um, and uh, we feel pretty good about uh, our ability to project those things, given all the information we get on batted balls these days. Um, but there, there isn't, you know, a rule of thumb that, you know, every foot gives you three home runs or something like that. Mm. There, there are too many variables like wind and humidity in the baseball and all that to, uh, to have a clear rule of thumb.
2: Does it make you look for a different type of player, though, like a more, of, like you if you're bringing the gap in, more gap hitters or more power? I mean, does it change the way you look at the team?
1: Yeah, um, you know, part of the opportunity here is that we have a chance to build a team that's better suited to these dimensions than our opponent 81 times a year. That's a huge advantage for us, and we, we plan to seize that. You know, some of the things that are on my mind is you know, it's a ballpark that's a little more forgiving for pitchers. It's an outfield that's, that's big. So, you know, we just traded for a, uh, an outfielder in Matt Veerling this, this weekend who has 97th percentile sprint speed. He's going to cover a lot of ground out there, and we're going to need him to cover a lot of ground out there because it's one of the bigger outfields in baseball. So there are a lot of um, there's a lot of value on the margins that we can grab with how we build our team, and we intend to to, to make sure that we're uh, putting the most competitive product out there every night.
0: Scott, well, do, do team? I'm sorry, uh, yeah, I can- yeah, do, do teams have autonomy in in making moves like that, or do they have to go through a tribunal of uh, MLB
1: officials? <laughs> there. There is a board with MLB that you have to submit I would think so, so oh, yeah. So, uh, a tribunal? What is it, Star Wars? <laughs> we, we can't We can't put the right field fence right, right behind first base. I might be this, able but, to reach uh, it at that point. <laughs> uh, Scott, with the yeah. uh, changes in the dimensions, uh, obviously you're going to lose about 50 seats in right field. Uh, can we anticipate being charged in the press box now? <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of... I got a lot of questions about the press box today on the tour of the walls, and I, I kept trying to redirect them to the walls as much as possible, but it sounds like we have to address the press box as well.
0: <laughs> well, we'll leave that for private conversations. Uh, finally, on the the, uh, the, the trade, uh, the, so as I said, you traded uh, reliever Gregory Soto for three players. Quickly tell us uh, what was the motivation on that?
1: Um, our motivation is we have to reshape our offense moving forward. Um, you know, our offense did, uh, did not produce, uh, as, as much as we, as you know, the, the organization, um, uh, expected in recent years. And I think, um, one of the things that we need to do in this organization is we need to, um, take back the strike zone. We need to dominate the strike zone on both sides of the ball. And offensively, that means we need to get players who have a history of controlling the strike zone. We just traded for three players who have a history of controlling the strike zone in an outfielder named Matt Vierling, an infielder named Nick Mayton, and uh, a catcher named Johnny Sands. Uh, we like all three players. They've all uh, performed at a high level in the, either in the big leagues or in, in A recently, and we feel like they have a ton of upside and can help us immediately. That was the, the primary motivating factor.
0: The trade was with the Philadelphia Phillies. Do you, do you care who you trade with, are you, are you a guy who likes to make sure that if you're going to get rid of somebody, they don't come back to haunt you in your division or maybe even in your league?
1: I I do not. In my career, I've uh, I've heard a lot of conversation about that, but uh, I think if we have conviction in our valuations, we should be uh, fearless when it comes to. You know, who we're dealing with um, because I, I feel really good about uh, the work that we're putting into our evaluations and I feel really good about the players we're targeting. So uh, if we start being fearful of trading with certain teams and all of a sudden the market for players shrinks rapidly and I don't feel like we're putting the Tigers in the best position, that's, that's my world view on it.
0: Well, thank you for your worldview. Thank you for your answers and the things that you didn't answer that we were able to read into. And uh, we appreciate talking with you, Scott. I, I hope we continue to have these I conversations. I want to take credit
2: for the um, moving the fences in, can I? Because when you were on our show last um, September, and, and this is exactly what you said, Scott, are you going to be on the stadium conversation, too, if they're going to change the stadium around in the offseason? Uh,
1: I am. I am. Do you have any thoughts? And
2: that you that, went
0: from there. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. You just played a clip that you got up to. Do you have any thoughts? We didn't hear what your thoughts <laughs> well, well,
2: were. My thoughts are meaningless of this, right, guy Okay, so <laughs> you probably said leave
0: it the way it is, and he decided yeah, to bring him in.
1: I think if you let it play, he tells us to put the center field wall at 412. So the wall yeah. Oh and yeah, yeah. To replace the padding, right?
0: Yes, I think exactly. Yes, in fact, he had the dimensions. Uh, he even had the materials you should use.
1: Yeah, he got the contractor's
0: you... cell phone number.
1: Yeah. Are you taking any input about the menu? <laughs> okay,
0: we got to let Scott go at this point. <laughs> this is your life, Scott. Yeah. Thank you for coming Great, on. Guys, we'll talk to, talk to you again. Scott uh, right. Harris, the GM of the Tigers, there. Who's a good he's guy? He's never I coming think. back, running. No, nah, he's never coming back. But uh, <laughs> he'll, um, he's going to do a good job. No, does, he's going to do a good a, job. He's he he, like nineteen years old mid- guy. I don't care how old he yes. is. You can't care how old people are in baseball anymore. No. You just got to, you got to get a sense if they know what's going on in today's game. And I get a sense he that he does. And he is, he is not he, but his hype is what has been lacking with the tigers for years. Right. They have been so slow to embrace that. And I think now with with him and the current manager, they have a good team there. Uh, you know, a, a good tandem and mm-hmm. if they if they get lucky on some of the players that they're, you know, who are, who are finally growing up. Um, I think we're going to have a good baseball mm-hmm.
2: team for for a while. Yeah. Now. now, the real question is: Does him and John U. Bacon sound exactly alike? <laughs> <laughs> they, they sound know, we they learn only on together. together Kenny. Kenny. We only
0: use one guest
2: yeah, here on the show, yeah. These are your and parts. we just have them playing guys. all the it's parts. These are your parts. We'll, pay, we'll pay top dollar for a
0: photo of the two of them. Yeah, so. Yeah. so now you're going to be John U. Bacon, okay? And here's a couple of uh, talking points. Yeah, yeah. go blue, and you yeah. okay. It's 760 WJR.